Dink, 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 dink. Welcome back to the Jenna Julian Why podcast. Did you do that to him? He's like on a magic carpet. Oh, fine. Right? Mm-hmm. He's no, a no. whole new world. Okay, that's enough. He likes it. No, he doesn't. Welcome back to a whole new world. No. The Jenna Julian podcast returns with marbles back on the table. Memo, welcome back. We also have special guest. The big lady herself, Miss Bunny's in the house. You just can't see it. She's off camera. You also can't hear her because she doesn't make any noise. She's completely silent <laughs> most of the time. We could totally be lying. You would have no clue. Ah, uh, she's here. Hey, Bunny. How you doing, girl? Oh, uh, she good. She's also, I'm wearing good. no pants. I'm just wearing me undies. Also, speaking of me undies, me undies is a sponsor for this podcast. They make the best underwear that money can buy, and uh, you're not going to wear it. You're not going to want to wear anything else or wear anything else or own anything else. I'm wearing All of your head- possessions will be gone once you buy me undies. I'm, I'm wearing head to toe me undies right yeah, now. Jenna's wearing me undies onesie. I'm wearing onesie bralette underwear living my life. If if they sent me a bralette that fit, I mean, I might wear it, but I have undies on, no pants. But that's I why we have this. That. That's why we have this table. So y'all can't see. You know, you know. Yeah. Anyway, go to MeUndies.com slash Angelian, 15% off your first pair and 100% satisfaction guarantee. Also, guys, if you need help dressing yourself outside of the underwear spectrum, get Stitch Fix. They fix you up with awesome, stylish clothing that you don't have to think about or shop for. You basically uh, give them a couple of style preferences, and then they have stylists handpick clothes for you, and then they send it to your house. Mm-hmm. It's pretty nice. Go to Stitch Fix. Dot com slash Jillian, you get 25% off when you keep all items in your box or click the link down below. We got Thank a lot of clothing. Sponsors. We got a lot of clothing sponsors, okay? Because you need to be clothed. This is this is a society. You can't just run around naked. You can. You actually can't. You might get arrested. You can. What about nudist colonies? If you don't want to wear society, clothes, Jenna. if you don't want to wear clothes, this is the place for you. And it's not the Jenna Julian podcast because we're slinging clothes. Oh, okay. There's still a place for you, though. It's just not here. Mm. And no. also not in society. Mm. But in this house, you're allowed to not wear clothes if you well, want. Well, in your house, you can run around naked. I don't care. Mm-hmm. As long as the people who live there are cool with it. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Good talk could talk about being nude i feel i think this is like the second week in a row i've worn my pineapple onesie on the podcast getting dressed on a sunday is like a hard no for me hard i feel no. that i feel that i think that's, I that's just better. don't can't won't do it refuse to unless Ain't i have about to it. why would you get dressed when you don't have to I'm not going to pants are just like leg prisons i don't want to put them on you know leg prisons yeah they are you, we're not alone in that, by the way, no. wanting to not do anything on a Sunday. Like no. that's, that's not, we were buying um, chairs or a table or whatever from a furniture store and chairs. the woman who was helping us, she was like, I called you. Why didn't you answer? I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I wasn't, it was like a weekend. Oh, uh, we were talking about why we didn't come in to get the thing. I was like, I don't know. I didn't answer my phone. And she was like, well, I thought you were going to come in this weekend. I was like, yeah, but then the weekend came and we just didn't want to do anything. She was like, me too. <laughs> I like wake up on Sunday and I'm just like, I don't want to do anything. And I'm like, girl, me. same. Yeah. Well, speaking of table and chairs, we bought table and chairs. The end. That is the end of the podcast. We bought table and chairs. I just have this talent of ruining tables. I've had it since I was younger. Like in the podcast, those letters over there, all my apology letters to my mom. I'm pretty sure some of it was about spilling nail polish slash blaming my brother for spilling the nail polish on tables, ottomans, really any hard surface I just can ruin very quickly from just existing. And uh, I ruined, remember the old circle like metal top table? Which is a great table. I loved that table so much. It was a good table. It didn't deserve the death it got. It was so like the surface of it because it was like that metal. I don't think it, it was, was like brushed metal kind of. It wasn't real metal though. It was like a fake topper. You Aluminum. know what I mean? No, that's not correct. It was, <laughs> <laughs> that is not correct. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was uh, from like World Market. So that, you know how they have like, it's metal on top, but it's not like, stainless steel like you can't do anything to it so it's indestructible there's like a paint coating on top of it sort of so during one of the many nail videos that i did in that 
on that table, even though I would lay down a towel, like, you know, I would do everything to try and prevent ruining a table. Yeah. Something happens. I don't know what it is, but something always happens. You know what's weird is this And is like- pure acetone touched the top of that table. <laughs> It got glitter on it. It got glue. Like you all have, like kinds these of stuff. outlier Aries traits about you. Yeah, tables are, like, are my weakness. But like, also art. Yeah. <laughs> like there are these outlier things that when you're when you come in contact with them, mm-hmm. you become different. Yes. You're not calm and collected and no. calculated. You're you're frantic, sometimes hysterical. Mm-hmm. Uh, very uncalculated. Yes. And not not collected at all. Yeah. I can tell you two other ways that I'm like that too. I want to hear them. If a toilet is broken or a door, I can fix either of them with vigorous fury. Wait, 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 wait. You, so you're saying that is like the, the anti-Jenna way of being mm-hmm. comes out when a door or a toilet is broken? Yes. But it's in a positive way because you're fixing something. Yes. A toilet? Why a toilet? I don't know. I've been fixing them since I was a child. Well, you haven't fixed any since we lived together. I've That's been because the you toilets. can do it, so I don't feel like it. <laughs> oh, okay. If I live in a house full of girls only, I'm the one that will do it, is what I'm saying. With vigorous fury? Yes. I've fixed many doors also. Also broken into many doors and then fixed them after. You've broken into many doors? Yeah, you know you have to sometimes. <laughs> I've never had to. Mm-hmm. Can you give us a story about one time you broke into a door or would this get you arrested? I've always lived in very cheap places where you can usually just do it with a a very firm credit card or something like that. So you slip the credit card in and it undoes the lock and you push the door open. Have you ever had to like punch through a door? Absolutely not. (laughs) Okay. Why would I do that when I can just use the credit card trick or just get a drill and take the whole thing right off? See that as much as it's a little bit crazy, you're still being a Virgo about it. Mm. Because me... If I'm locked out of somewhere, I need to get in mm-hmm. that I'm rightfully entitled to be in, but maybe I locked myself out or something. I'm, I'm kicking the door down or I'm breaking oh, a no. hole in the door. See, I'm very good at climbing in windows. I am not. I, have a t- I had to do it many times when I lived in Boston. I'll take another one of the stories, please, for the climbing in windows. Oh, okay. So I lived in an apartment for way too long. Oh, my God. It was basically me and all my softball friends lived in this one apartment. I lived. We moved in my sophomore year. It's a four bedroom and I moved in with my best friend, Jackie, who was a junior and then our other two friends who were seniors. So it was a four bedroom and I had never seen the place. I just said, hell yeah, sounds good because I had to move off campus at my school. We only had one year of guaranteed housing and that's only if you're coming from out of state. So it's a big commuter school, like people from around Boston tend to live at home or get their own apartment off campus because it's in the city. There's not really a Mm -hmm. campus. So it didn't matter to me. I had to move off campus and I was like, can't wait, guys. See you there in the fall. You know what I'm saying? I'll take your word. Sounds like a great place. It was a fucking dump, but we loved it. (laughs) So it was on the first floor. It was a three-story building, which in Boston is kind of common. You know, you have one floor that's one apartment. Second floor is another apartment. Third floor is another apartment. And... Uh, everyone else tended to move the fuck out of there because it was disgusting, but I lived there until after graduate school. Wow. You just stayed all the way through. It was terrible. I don't know why I did that, (laughs) but it was my home. (laughs) Okay. So it was on the first floor and I had many roommates that came and went and all of them were nice. I found most of them on Craigslist, uh, I only had like one, I think, or two that I like didn't love, mm-hmm. but everybody else was really cool. People on Craigslist, when you find roommates, this is my experience, were like pretty normal and straightforward and just needed a place to live. Like I, I lived with a kid at the time at, at one point who was on disability and could only stay at home and, and play World of Warcraft. And he was a great roommate. He would come out on occasion, make a sausage, and then he would go in there and talk to all his friends. And at the time I was like... Wow, you know, that's that's a lot of World of Warcraft. But now that I'm an adult that enjoys the Elder Scrolls Online TM, I understand what a fun and harmless activity that is. Yeah. He was cool. Yeah. His name was Dante. Anyways, so um, there were many people that lived there, and not always you could just, like, figure out who's locking the door and when and what was going on, and I just felt like... I would be at home and then, you know, go outside, take the trash out or something like that. My roommate would, one of my three roommates at any given moment would leave the house, lock the door and lock me out. 
which happened numerous times. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm in my pajamas. I have no bra on. I have socks on. I left for two seconds or I'm out in the back just like sitting there and my roommate would leave and lock the door. So I'm locked out even though I'm fully at home. Sounds like a really bad level of communication that your roommate had. Well, sometimes when you have Craigslist roommates, you know, you do, everyone's living their own life and they're being a responsible person. When they leave the house, they lock the door. I appreciate it. It's not their fault. They didn't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I would just leave my window open <laughs> and just fucking crawl in it all the time. That's just self-preservation though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not like we had an alarm system or anything. So even if I had to smash it someday, which I didn't have to do, like it's not a big deal. Huh. There was also those like little windows that would go into the basement. That was always my plan B, kicking one of those things There's out. There's a lot of basements in Boston. Slide it in. Yeah, and they're all like dirt on the ground unless you have a really nice one. But like in Boston, <clears throat> it's not uncommon to have a basement that just has like a dirt floor. Got it. Or at least when I lived there. That's wow. where the laundry would go. So like, you know how when you're doing laundry and you like drop your sock or something and it falls on the ground, it would just fall into pure dirt. Oh God. Yeah, it was gross. I, I guess I don't really have too, ma- too many experiences in my life with basements. Yeah, you guys most don't have them, basements most in Most of them California. have been in Boston. <laughs> yeah, you, why don't you guys have basements here? I feel like I know the answer to this. Well, well number one, we don't need them. Everybody needs a basement. Not true. Incorrect. I love, I, I'd say since living in California, it's one of the things I miss the most is having a basement. That's what you miss? A I basement? love basements. Really? Yeah. They we could s- probably build one. I don't think you can in California. I'll look it up. There's a, there's a very is specific reason. Is it like an reason. earthquake law? It could be. It could be something like that, but it's a specific reason why people in California don't We have attics. We have like little roof attics. Basements in California. Why don't people have basements? Many houses are in California are built into hillsides and have the opportunity for at least a half basement. Okay, this is not an answer. Well, we I know we have, like my mom, for instance, has an attic. Yeah, that's different. The California houses built before the 50s often had partial or even full basements with some dirt floors. One reason, because we don't like the idea of houses collapsing into a hole in the ground in case of earthquakes. So it is an earthquake thing. I think it Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, that... In a place like one of the most prevalent places for earthquakes, yeah, it makes sense not to create holes underneath your house. Yeah, but basements are really fun. We're missing out on a lot. I don't think we're missing out. We are. I don't think we're missing out for many reasons. It's number one, so number fun. one, we're we're not as like crammed into a city as you are in Boston here. Yeah, it's way more spread out in LA. Yeah, so you have space to not just go underground like a mole. I love can, being underground like you a can mole. Spread out. Nah. You can love man it. spread. <laughs> All over the house. Excuse so you don't me. have to man spread down to the basement. No, it's so fun. Or it's woman like, spread. It's like a big bonus room. Like if, if you had an attic here that was like that, it would be the same thing. You you go downstairs and it's got your laundry. You, you can have like an extra fridge and like fun stuff. Like a lot of people. I, I get that. I get it's that. So it's fun. like a little lair. It's like a fun yeah. cave. But you, there's like finished basements. Well, when we went to, uh, when we went to Jackie's wedding... Yeah. Or, or yeah, we would visited their space. They had that basement down there, yeah, and we were exactly. like hanging out in it. There's like a pool table and yeah. a bar. Yeah, I get why they're fun. I get that. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. And then, well, in, where I grew up, or like in other parts of the country where there aren't earthquakes, it's like think of our house. The entire square footage of like the perimeter of the house okay. is the basement. Yeah, like the whole thing. Yeah, and it's just a big empty bonus space. So like when you have kids or like teenagers and you're like, shut the fuck up. I'm trying to like do this fucking thing, you know, get out of here. And they're like, fuck you, mom. And they go into the basement. They have a whole space to go fucking be pissed at you. Yeah, that's a specific scenario. You know what I'm saying? I, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But then you said they all have dirt floors. So it's no, like no, you no, want no, your no, kids no. to go hang no, out no, in no, dirt? No, 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 no. That's Boston. Because oh. the houses in Boston are like super duper duper. Not old. only dirt floors, just common to have dirt floors. Well, yeah, in places that people haven't like finished or fixed up. Like I lived in a place that was n- by no means even parts of it were illegal for us, but yeah. it was very disgusting. But like it's not uncommon for people to leave the floor dirt if you don't want to finish it. But in yeah. New York, like where I grew up, it was always like cement or concrete was the floor mm-hmm. for the basement. Just, you, there's like no earthquakes out there. Zero. I wouldn't say none. It's just not common. 
or so they're growing very up small from there's no fault lines from zero to your early mid twenties when you lived on the East coast. Yeah. How many earthquakes did you experience? None. Okay. So that's insane. That's crazy to yeah. think about. Cause I experienced many more than none. Yeah. No, but we also didn't have snow. Yeah, we went through many hard, sad winters. Our winters are not sad. They're happy. That's very true. Our winters are so happy that we're like, hey, let's just make an ice rink and pretend like we're in a winter place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's insulting. I, I, I can see. I mean, like, obviously, like, you know, I think every place in this country kind of has their own version of that, like, rumpus room. But like in Boston, I guess it's or like in the East Coast, it's sort of a basement thing. And then like, I don't know, there's like in places like where there's more space to spread out, like California or Florida or whatever. There's where like was this, your rumpus room growing up? My rumpus room. So when I was really young, um, we didn't really have one. Mm-hmm. We had like a living room. We had a dining room and then our bedrooms. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a rumpus room. Uh, we had a nice backyard with a swing set. In the next house, our rumpus room was kind of like where the TV was. So it wasn't really a living room, but it was like pseudo living room. Like we put a pool table in there. There was a couch. It's where we would all hang out. Uh, But it wasn't really separate. Like I think as a kid, it would have been cool to be able to like go down some stairs, shut the door and be like, okay, it's kid time. Exactly. Fuck the parents. Yeah. It's, you know? That's what I'm saying. That's what you're missing. Yeah, like the here. privacy or whatever. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be nice, and there doesn't have to be a pool table or anything in it. It's just like a space where you go, and your mom's mm-hmm. can get your mom can get some peace and quiet away from you. Yeah. But also know that you're just in the basement. We had, um, at Brandon's house growing up, there mm-hmm. was this pool house. So it's like their house, and then the pool, and then across from the pool is a pool house. And I think I you've saw seen it, the pool and house. it's glass. everywhere so like the house looking towards the pool is all glass right and then the pool house glass doors so there's like you had the privacy but you also really didn't (laughs) so we would go out there and we would like play video games late into the night you can talk about what you want but you can't do any naughty shit yeah big brother's like looking right over (laughs) your shoulder there's a they can even see the screen you're playing video games on like it's all just like on display you're in like a you're in like a diorama Mm -hmm. you know what i mean everything's visible but yeah, they really had like a private, private basement. If it wasn't against the law, maybe we could build one. But we also have rooms that we could turn into that for for where we are now. It's not against the law. It's not against like codes to build basements. Well, like it said, it it's some houses that were built in the fifties, like some of the older homes they already that were have built them. here. They had a no. They, <laughs> what do you mean? I thought you said the ones in the fifties already had partial basements. Yeah, they well. They didn't already have. They built partial or full basements. In the 50s. In the 50s. Yeah, so they already had them. I know what you're saying. Like now, like, now you, you would look back and say, yeah, they already had them. Because they were not in the 50s. Are we in the 50s? No, I'm just saying you're making it sound like they chose a plot of land to build on and they already had basements. No, I'm not saying they walked onto a dirt hill and said, look at that basement. Let's build a house on top of it. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like the houses back then had before the 50s or in the some, 50s. Yeah. Some people basements. chose to build partial basements or half basements. Partial basements. Or basements. Pacements. You know, pacements. But yeah, basements are fun and also scary. I have a lot of good memories of basements. Our basement was not. Like it wasn't finished or anything, you know, all the pipes and stuff are exposed and there's just like a lot of mm-hmm. spiders and cobwebs and nasty stuff. It's where you keep all your like, you have to keep stuff in bins or else it gets water damage and wet and, you know, it's like not, it wasn't a finished basement, but it's still fun because you're a kid and you don't care. Yeah. You know what? Now that I think about it, um, in one of the houses I lived in before, like my main childhood house, we had a garage. Yeah. And it was that. Yeah. It was like separate from the house. We could go in there, play video games, like hide away from the parents. Yeah. And stay up all night. That's, that's where I played most of my stay Halo. Stay up all night? Yeah, that's where I played Halo most of my, my Halo days. Oh my God. I was not allowed to do that. Oh, I was not allowed either. I got in so much trouble. My mom hated video games. <laughs> like had a passion, passionate, hateful like relationship with the video games I played. Did no. not like them at all. Oh no. Always thought like... Whatever you're doing on that screen, 
you could be doing, you could be reading a book, you could be outside playing. Like oh, it was no. just the worst thing I could be doing. And oh, it's no. all I wanted to do. Joke's on her. Now I stream on Twitch. Oh no. But no, that was a, uh, I get, I get that vibe where you can go hide away. That's cool. How do I we feel st- like we don't have an attic in this house. I yeah, feel we like do. we do. Yeah. It's right above. Got you. You didn't even think we do. Of course we don't have an attic. We would have definitely been in there by now. <laughs> I don't think we have an attic in this house. No, if we, we do, don't. it's like a crawl space. We don't have an attic. But like, I feel like there aren't a lot of attics here either. There's not. Is it because it would just be like boiling hot? Actually, I don't know that there's not. There might be. Well, I think they make them into they, their rooms. They're not like a traditional attic. No, my mom has a traditional attic. Have she you does? seen it? Yeah. No. Yeah. Your mom is an attic? Mm-hmm. Wow. It's a secret one where you pull down the thing oh, and it turns yeah, yeah, into yeah. stairs. That's fun. Can yeah. you like stand up there or uh-huh. is it just like a crawl space? Uh, it's a crawl space, but yeah. she keeps like, that's when we did the podcast where I was like going through all my childhood stuff. That's where she keeps all that. Oh, fun. And like bins up there. Yeah. But yeah, it's like hot, not livable really, but it's like a great storage space for that's junk. Fun. Yeah. If I was a hoarder, if she was a hoarder, that'd be really bad, but she's not. Wow. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think addicts are too uncommon. Anyway, we'll get back to you on the addicts issue. <laughs> um, recently this weekend, a little update on us. We uh, watched all the Stranger Things and Black Mirror. We finally caught up and we're we're with the rest of society now. I enjoyed both of them. I love Stranger Things so much. It was a great, great season. Um, and we also bought ourselves a new table and chairs. We did. Finally. Because like, I ruined the room. table like we were talking about. That's where we were going. Yeah. You ruined the table. Um, the table itself is not like, like the integrity of the table is not ruined because it's just like stains. There's like coffee stains, paint stains, a couple nail polish remover and acetone stains, but all it needs to be like is just sanded and like refinished on top But the, the whole table is great. We're giving it to my mom. Um, and then we got chairs yesterday. And so our main room is going to have a nice little, um, new look to it we're actually really excited because we spend like all of our time like when we moved into this house we thought that that room was like okay this is where we're gonna eat dinner probably and and that's it but now it's like we spend a lot of time at that table we wake up we come down have our coffee at that table we eat most of our meals at that table we watch tv at that table we when we have friends over we entertain at that table i mostly sit and edit on my laptop you edit at that table write my radio show on that table mm-hmm. so yeah it's like a workspace eat space it's what we do everything on yeah it's nice though so we'll have uh a new table and chairs it was like an adult weekend we got like adult things done yeah well and the chairs we got when we lived like on the west side they're pretty old like at least when five we lived or in six westwood years old which is like i'm sure you could have chairs for much longer but when you sit in them so much every day and like your guests and everybody like you've moved them multiple times the the like the wood starting to split and they weren't like particularly expensive chairs either so they had a really really good life this butt takes its toll on a chair yeah Remember when I spinning back kicked that chair of yours for a video yes you did and the back of it was broken for ages but that was my fault it was your fault. No, no, no. You said for the video, you need to kick this chair for the shot, and I did it. Right? Oh, Julian. Or is it still my fault? Oh, it's okay. I forgive you. We got rid of those chairs a long time ago. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you also for sponsoring the podcast, Me Undies. Oh, Julian. Me Undies is the softest, three times softer than cotton underwear that you can buy. You can get a membership, or you can just buy a pair one-off, or you can get a little partner pair. You and your loved one can share the the style and comfort of MeUndies together. I want to match you. We match all the time. Hell yeah. We have that subscription. We get the matching everything. Wow. But we never wear them on the same day. That's not true. We've done it. Go wear them on the same day. Well, you got to tell me when we're wearing them. Go wear them on the same day. I'll have my MeUndies agent uh, with my MeUndies schedule reach out to you about coordination days that we can wear the same prints. MeUndies comes out with new prints all the time. They are very, very cool, very stylish. And honestly, like, I don't know how to say enough good things about MeUndies. Uh, I know you're probably used to, if you don't have MeUndies buying your underwear, 
at whatever store you usually buy your underwear, but it, I can't tell you. It's like so nice to just receive them in the mail and know the quality is going to be good and know the prints are going to be sweet and stylish and new. And if you're not crazy about prints, they have very simple colors that you can get. They even have just like black if you if you want to keep it real simple. Um, right now, you just feel it to believe it, okay? Check out MeUndies.com slash Jenna Julian. Get your first pair for 15% off and feel it. Then you'll believe it, okay? Check it out, MeUndies. Also, guys, Stitch Fix, if you're struggling to shop for yourself when it comes to clothes and it's just such a nightmare, you don't want to go to the mall, you don't want to go to the shopping center and try on clothes and the whole thing just stresses you out, try Stitch Fix. It's a really cool service. I've used it. There's a lot of clothes in my current rotation right now that I got from Stitch Fix. I love when Julian gets the box and I go, ooh, it's a fashion show. Yeah, you do a little fashion show. It's kind of fun, actually. It's really fun. Um, it's an online personal styling service that finds, delivers clothes uh, to you, shoes as well, um, and accessories that fit your brand style uh, of clothing. Um, basically, you go onto stitchfix.com slash Julian, you sign up, you basically answer a few questions about, I don't know, they show you a shirt and you're like, is this something you'd wear? And you're like, yeah. And then they show you some pants and you're like, no, never. And they add all these little choices to your profile. And then they have these styling experts that look at your profile and they're like, okay, I know what they like. And then they send you a box of stuff and you can keep what you want and send back what you don't want and you don't get charged for the stuff you don't want. And then you have new clothes. Super easy. You can sign up to have uh, shipments whenever you want. Um, and it's uh, the styling fee is only $20, which is applied towards anything you keep from your shipment. So you're paying $20 for a professional stylist to basically shop for you. Go to stitchfix.com slash Jenna Julian, get 25% off when you keep all the items in your box or click the link down below and let us know how you like it. And if you have some cool outfits, maybe tweet us some fashion show pics. Thank you, sponsors. Thank you, sponsors. You had an idea that we were going to do today. Well, yeah, because I was going down rabbit holes on YouTube like I always do, you beach. Um, I, I don't know how I got here. I just did, but I started listening to like the original demos of songs that are on the radio or were on the radio. What is a demo for someone who might not know? So it's, <laughs> I'm sure a lot of you, all of you, all of you know, but it's when I, I didn't know. Really? Well, I mean, at one point in my life. Oh, so when a songwriter is pitching a song to anybody, usually okay. a songwriter's job is I just write the song. And then somebody's got to like record it uh -huh. and not always does a songwriter vocally record a demo. Like sometimes they just have demo singers that can do that as well. Just so someone can hear how it sounds. Right. Yeah. So they can, you can shop it around and yeah. somebody can buy it. And a lot of times they'll write for someone specific in mind or they're just writing a song and then they'll sell it, you know? Um, but these are all for the most part, I think the demo is by the songwriter, okay. which is really cool yeah. if a songwriter can also you know, kick up a little demo. And some of them are more well-known than others. Like, you know, Sia used to do that. And uh, Esther Dean and Ryan Tedder, like a lot of very famous singers, songwriters who have their own careers as a singer, mm -hmm. also just demo songs and write songs for other people as well. So we wanted to play some so song demos. Yeah, because I love it. I don't know. I'm just like... It's kind of cool to listen I to. I just like it's, that stuff. It's, you, it's the song that you know is... Is not this. But the original but version of the person who wrote it, who is shopping it for that yeah. person. This one is Andre Merritt featuring Chris Brown, which is Disturbia, which was a demo for Rihanna. Don't we all know this song? This is so crazy. Right? And claim. Yeah, I don't give a fuck claim this whole video, beach. Wait, it's going to be like a race. Who can claim it first? Yeah, who's going <laughs> to... Whenever we do these podcasts, we're just like blatantly playing music. Yeah. Who can claim Who it gonna first? Who's going to claim it first and get that money? What do you think? It's weird. I love it. I mean, it just reminds me how good of a song this is, but like Rihanna is so much better for it. 
Like she sings this song with no auto tune. This is so much auto tune, right? Or does she have auto tune in the song? She has some. But it's not like this much. It's interesting, like, for some of these or many of these um, demos for Rihanna, she tends to sing it exactly how the singer-songwriter sang it. In the, in the demo. Place. Yeah. Like, yeah. all of the inflections are uh-huh, the same, uh-huh. the runs are the same. But only Rihanna you're saying? Only Rihanna, yeah. Because she's just like, watch, I'm going to do exactly what you did. But better. Yeah, well, like... <sighs> You think of any cover, or not that a demo is the same as a cover. No, but, but like, they take their own take on it. They'll change it. Yeah, 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 they'll, yeah. They'll put their own personality yeah. on it. But, but Rihanna, Rihanna. This, like all of the notes are exactly the uh-huh. same. You'll know. You'll understand what Jenna means when we start to listen to other samples and you're like, or demos, and you're like, this sounds nothing like. They really went a different direction or something. I love it. It's like, I don't know. Why. It kind of sounds like kids' boss. Oh damn! What? That's not a. That's not a slam. That's not a compliment. No, my no, dude. no, no, no. I mean, like, <laughs> kids' bop is good. I mean, Julian, put that sentence back in your mouth. Okay, can you pause? I can't hear myself think. I mean, no. like, when you hear a song, I want to listen, to and then you part. hear it by a bunch of different people saying, but it's exactly the same song. It's I just, see what you're you know saying. what I mean. That's yeah. what I was saying. Also, kids' bop is not good. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> it's great. Wait, I want to hear it. This is all auto-tune. She didn't change a single note. No, but she just did it better and with less auto-tune. Hey, 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 hey. Dial it back on being critical of a songwriter who's creating their own demo to make it sound good. Maybe he's not the most gifted vocalist in the world. He all needs I'm, a little All I'm trying tune. to do here is gas up Riri, okay? You can you can understand why I'd want to... I'm, I'm Rihanna's biggest fan in the whole fucking world. You know that. <laughs> Obviously, she killed this song. It's incredible. I just think it's interesting. Oh, you're, to, oh, you're trying to give props to these boys. It's just one. It's Andre Merritt okay. and Chris okay. Brown. Okay. Wait. Well, I'll give props to one of them. Chris Brown. Have you heard Chris Brown yet? <laughs> I, I don't know what Andre Merritt sounds like. Every note. Oh, maybe that one was different. I want to. I do you hear Chris Brown? Nope. Maybe he's doing like the backing vocals in the chorus or something. That's the exact run that she uses. Anyways, you don't find that fascinating? I never said that at all. What do you mean? I do. You just accused him of using too much auto tune. No, I didn't. I didn't accuse anyone of anything. I was making observations. But I'll just stop. I'll just listen now. No, no, no. No. Play the one that you played downstairs. Which one was that? Oh, well, I'll get there. Give me a second. Okay. I just think they're really fun to listen to. So this is Bonnie McKee, who is also another pretty well-known songwriter. And... I don't know how available, like I just fell down this hole because I knew that these people, you know, wrote songs for like big popular artists, but I had never actually heard the demo. You know what I mean? Okay. Like Bonnie McKee's been on my radio show, like trending with her own music, but I knew that she's written for like anybody and everybody, but you just like know that information. You don't actually hear it. So it's cool to hear them. Yeah, I get that. This is uh, Hold It Against Me for Britney Spears. So far, exactly the same, right? Yeah, well, I mean, there's it's supposed to be the same song, yeah. you know? But it's cool to hear the person sing it. Britney kept all those harmonies. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
Oh, this is a jam. Right? Hell yeah. Would you hold it against me? Hell yeah. It's like, yeah. All right. Like, if you're listening to that as a demo, you'd be like, hell yeah. Give it to me, B. I mean, that's so dope. Like, to think about like an artist with the name and clout and talent, right? And they listen to this demo and they're like, mm-hmm. okay, this is so dope. I want to do it. And then it becomes their song. Yeah. But it's also, it's so nice. Like, there's clearly oh, so... Oh, would you hold it again? Like, would you hold your body against me? Are you just figuring this out now? So it has two meanings. <laughs> it, it's it's cool because I know that sometimes a demo can be really simple. Obviously, I'm not an expert in any of this. But, like, a lot of these are so finished and, like, so packaged and, like, well done. Like, that's... The a, demos. It's almost like a final version. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's All like, you have to it's do very is surprising. lay some Britney on there. That's what's crazy. It's really... You get to a point where you get that. I mean, I'm not saying, like, the, the artists themselves don't work hard or whatever. I'm just saying, like, it it's, must be a cool position to be like, I want to hear some demos. I want to hear, hear the best that. of the best, yeah. And that's, like... You're right. It's like polished. But it's that's like why Bonnie McKee, Bonnie McKee is like, she's already established in the space that's not so what all much. Demos sound like. She can uh, probably afford yeah. or has a the group of people around her that can make a demo sound fucking banging so she can sell it, you know? We should, you know what we should do? We should make a playlist where it's only demos. And when friends come over, we'll play that playlist just to like really trip people out. So they think they're hearing the song they know, but it's like sung by a different person, (laughs) different lyrics. Something about this, just what is going on? Oh, play Broken Lights. No, no, no. I'm not there yet. Hello? Hey, you know what? No. Now. No. All right. This is Chris Style, is a songwriter I've never heard of before, but they wrote Only Girl in the World demo for Rihanna. But I think uh, songwriters are some of the coolest fucking people. They're brilliant. I love it. I love that on YouTube these get views and people and people look who up. Uh, oh my god, I can't speak. People care about who writes songs, basically. Yeah. But I wish that they got a little more credit and attention. How many views does this have? One hundred and twenty-one thousand. More than I would expect. Poker face, but poker face. I'm here when it picks up. Yeah, you're right. Rihanna doesn't take any different direction. It sounds very similar. She has such a nice voice. Yeah, she's getting it right now. Super cool. It's super so cool and completely finished. Completely finished. That could have been released and it, it would have been just as dope of a song, not as popular, but just yeah. as dope. Um, this is, I loved Esther Dean when uh, the first time I had heard of her was, uh, drop it low. Do you remember that song? Sing it. Drop it, drop it low. Yeah, I've heard it. This a boss bitches, my money making bitches, all you ladies throw your hands in the air. Yes, I've heard it. I got Patron in my cup and I don't give a fuck how this bitch in the club right here. Here Mm -hmm. I go. Yeah, I've heard it. I loved her. I loved that song. I loved her. I loved her rasp, but... She's an incredible songwriter. She makes a lot of money from writing songs for other people. She never went fucking anywhere, beach. She'd been here all along. This is Esther Dean. The demo is S&M for Rihanna. Here, I'll fast forward a little for you.
See, here's the thing. Can I just say something real quick? Go ahead. Here's the thing. Like, we're we're looking at it through a lens of like we know what happened. Yeah. Right. So we know that the song is hugely popular. We know who ended up singing it. Mm-hmm. We know whatever the music video. But it is very wild to think about because this song was huge when it came out, and it is huge. But Rihanna executed it to literal perfection. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say, though, that this demo isn't very, 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 very good. It's just like, I don't know, the system of how this all works, of how the demo falls into the hands of the right person, and then that song just charts and blows up. But it's not that. Like, sometimes songwriters are hired to write songs for certain okay, people. Okay, so that's you know my ignorance. I mean? So I don't even know. If, like, what's well, the... So, okay. So a label or something might hire you to work with a specific artist and okay. write music for them. Okay. You might write 20 songs. Correct me if I'm wrong, because this is just what I believe or understand. Yeah. You might write 20 songs, and they might be like, all right, yeah, I'm going to, we're going to do three of them, you know? So any of all these other songs, you can sell to other artists or other artists can pick up. So you'll often see or hear about a song that was in, originally intended for Britney Spears, but then got sung by Rihanna because Rihanna Because it. Britney rejected it or didn't choose yeah, that Yeah, or didn't one. pick that one. So, okay, that's that makes a lot more sense. I mean, it's still crazy to think about, but it makes a lot more sense. Like you, you hire the songwriter and demo to bring you something. Well, I think that's one way. The other way is that you you are just an independent songwriter and you have music Pitch these out. and you send them yeah, out to yeah. But they're not these these songwriters are not like little baby unknowns. These are like No, these are the best of the very established the, yeah. songwriters. Otherwise they wouldn't sound like almost what the finished product ended up sounded like sounding like. Well, I'm sure it's kind of difficult if you're like I'm a songwriter and I'm going to cut up a demo. It's probably acoustic. It's probably you might have like some Production no, that, abilities. That uh, took a team. Yeah. 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 But it's just crazy. Like imagine who's saying, who's that? Esther Dean? Esther Dean. Imagine being that person. But I'm just saying like, it's must be trippy for them to hear the song on the radio. Well, yeah, that's after your, you've made it. That's and they, your, that's your goal as a songwriter is yeah. to have it be in Rihanna's hands and have her kill it. Yeah. That's my dream. She's singing my song right now. But it's your song. Yeah. That's crazy, dude. And but you also like, I'm sure... There's a part of maybe some songwriters that wish that they could perform their own that's music. A, that's also another interesting But there's also pr- probably plenty of songwriters that it's their dream to have someone else Sing go song. out, perform it, grind it, promote it, do all the stuff that they don't want to do, and they just get to do the stuff that they like, which is write the exactly. music. Exactly, and that they're good at. I mean, what's a more satisfying and fulfilling moment than like having one of the best artists in the world mm-hmm. succeed on on the to- on top of making right. your song their song and like doing something that you can't do as well which is sing and perform and but they But a lot of these people can. But my point is you're doing something they can't do as well sometimes which is songwriting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, crazy. I mean there's also, you know, all the sad parts about the industry is like if if a label doesn't find you marketable or something, but you're an you're incredibly talented, talented songwriter. Yeah. Then they take your song and give it to someone who can market it, which sucks. I hate that. But some of these people don't want to be performers, you know? Mm-hmm. They just want to be behind the scenes or whatever. They just want to write music. I love her fucking voice, though. I miss her fucking voice, Beach. That was bunny. How much do you think it costs for her to make me a song? <laughs> Is she on Fiverr? <laughs> yeah, Esther Dean's on Fiverr. For sure. <laughs> Listen to how much like stronger they made those harmonies in her demo. Like they're so much more pronounced. It feels like Oh. <laughs> Sorry, don't come in here with that attitude. <laughs> Sorry, this is a Wendy's. It's like, it's like that. It's a rasp, but there's like a, a vulnerability in the rasp. Like, I fucking love it. I gotta say, like, I hear you talk about music a lot. A lot of people don't get to hear the conversations we have about music. You have like a very interesting mind when it comes to breaking down and listening to music you have like you're tuned into things that a lot of people i would think and myself are not tuned into 
Thanks. It's like uh, the the needle drop. Is that that guy's show where he talks about music? Yeah, you Anthony remind Fantano. me of that. Yeah, you remind me of that because sometimes you'll pick up on something and you'll you'll like go off on this tangent about a song that I literally never would have thought of, and I'm like thinking about it, and it's kind of just like expanding my mind. So like you have a musical mind, you do. Thanks. So you calling me annoying? What? How the hell did you get that? <laughs> like you went off on this tangent about a song. That sounds like something an annoying person would do. I'm no, sorry. Well, I'm not calling you annoying. I'm I was sorry. I was just commending your. Oh, you're sweet. But it's it's not even like you, you, I don't know. It's just it's like you have, hear it through a different filter than I, I do. I don't know. I just can't hear those things. And then you say them, and I'm like, oh, okay. Thanks. Do you want to hear another Esther Dean for Rihanna song? I want to hear Broken Line. In a minute. You get what I'm saying about Kids Bop, right? <laughs> I understand the point <laughs> you're making. Because it's a different person, it just, that's where your brain goes yeah. immediately. Oh, oh, wait, that got crazy. You hear that? You were yelling. Sorry, sorry. Oh, shit. She didn't stop saying, oh, Nana. <laughs> Sir. <laughs> she does have a really nice I love voice. her voice, good. That's not how it goes. Mm-mm. Damn, Rihanna changed all of that. Better, though. I like the changes Rihanna made. Yeah, me too. Me too. Very good. I, I feel like she changed the filler lyrics. Does that mean, is it? Damn, I'm offended. I'm kidding. Okay. I'll just not talk. No, hey, stop. Maya Marie just can't get enough. Black Eyed Peas. Wait, that's a cover. That doesn't work. Okay. Ryan Tedder of One Realm Republic is a very famous songwriter. Yeah. But this is his demo of Halo for Beyonce. No, we're not broken lights yet, okay, Julian? Uh, oh, I that, feel oh, like a different Halo. Sorry. I feel like a, many people, not most, but many people know that he wrote this song for Beyonce. Like this is one of the more well-known ones. Beyonce sang this song. Beyonce? <laughs> That's what you just said. <laughs> like I love New York. Beyonce? <laughs> yeah, dude, Beyonce. I didn't know she sang this. What's she up to? I like this song. It's probably my favorite one of hers. Imagine just hearing this with through your Beyonce ears being like, oh, I can wreck this shit. Right? I can kill this it's shit. It's a fucking layup for her. Well, when it's made like this. Yeah, I mean, if you're thinking of this from, like, her brain, you're like, I can do this all so much better. <laughs> can, can he shut up? It's a beautiful song. No, I know, though. I know. And he's singing it himself. I love his version, honestly. Okay. No. I'll, what? I'll give some props to B. B Bay. I'll give props to Bay on this one. Why wouldn't you give props? I'm just saying I'll give her props. Props for what? For doing it. Yeah, she really did it to him. <laughs> she heard that and was like, bitch, watch this. Yeah, props. I don't think she got enough props. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, she. Yeah, I think she, on she, average, uh, for every uh, one note that Ryan Tedder sings, she she's, like she's saying eleven. Yeah, she's like I'm thinking Unbelievable. about like he, the way that he's like he's drawing the outline for the song, mm-hmm. and she goes yeah. on that outline, and she's like, psh, 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 psh. yeah. But I mean, that's what the demo's supposed to be. It's just supposed to be the song, and then it's, if you want it, and you can turn. Do you it. think I could write demos? I, you can do anything you want, Julian. I think you could do it. Bay, I'll be reaching out to you. I don't people. know if you'll have like, you know, a market Your agent for them. will be hearing from me very soon from a demo. What? This is very, a very confusing. Okay. Paris Hilton featuring Lil Wayne. Let's Last night. Go. Demo for Pitbull and Havana Brown. Paris Hilton and Lil Wayne did a demo? Look out. I'm confused. What if on the demo, before Pitbull even heard it, you just heard, Havana Brown! (laughs) (laughs) It's not really them. You don't like Paris Hilton's music? Do you remember Stars Are Blind? I've never heard it. It was kind of a slap. I honestly don't recall this song at all. Let's move on to something more interesting. Broken lights. Uh, Mohambi, Starships, Demi for, or, sorry, Demo for Nicki Minaj. Okay. This one's great because, I mean, you'll hear it, but she took all of the parts that she had an opportunity to turn into her rapping and she really just went for it. It's lit. But this is the demo. I prefer this. Julian, how dare you? What? Let's go to the beach. You beach? It's iconic. You I, beach? I prefer listening to this. <laughs> Airplanes are meant to fall. She put Bud Light in the lyrics seamlessly. I'm proud of her. I hope she got paid. I hope she's still getting paid from Bud Light. Don't worry about what Nikki's getting paid. She's I hope paid she is. Fine. She deserves it. This is all the same. Okay, can I just say really quick? I prefer this entire song. Well, it's the same. She just changed I the verses. That's cool though. So she liked yeah. that and was like, I'm "I really rap. like the chorus. Yeah, I'm just gonna change the verses." Let's go to the beach. Beach. Judge. Bad pictures like me are hard to come by. Nikki Judge. All right, um, Julian. Broken lights. Yes, we can listen to Broken Lights. Yes. This is Ryan Tedder of One Republic with Broken Lights, the Neon Lights demo for Demi Lovato. Baby. This is one of Julian's actual favorite songs. Broken lights. This is such a good song. It is. Boy Ryan killing it. He always does. Oh damn! Yeah, I gotta say, Neon Lights is a much better choice than Broken Lights. You and me are burning out so bright. That's what she should have kept. Instead of you be coming home with me tonight. You and me are burning out so bright. 
we'll be burning up like neon lights or something. That would have been. But I have to say, neon lights is way fucking better than yeah. broken lights. It does. As a it, it does sort of change the tone. It changes the tone. Neon it, is very upbeat and it's like upbeat. exciting. It's bright. And it's like, broken is like, oh shit, we're broken. But it's like burning up like broken light. Oh. Broken lights don't work. Oh, exactly, because they they're, they broke. They're not light at all. Oh shit. Yeah, but that I feel like that's another demo that Demi was like, love it. Give it to me. Give it to me. Watch I'm this. Going to smash it. Watch this. Right? Yeah, she's she's insanely talented, but that was like a really great. That was the sick. Broken Lights, my first love. Before All right. Neon Lights came out. This is, oh, BB Rexa is another one that's an incredible songwriter that does demo singing, but for other people. Like she wrote so much music for other people before she started having her own singing career. That's you know crazy. I mean? Yeah, she is so fucking talented. Okay, Unknown Singer featuring Pitbull. DJ got us fallen in love. This is a demo for Usher. But we're still gonna hear Pitbull on that demo, right? We better. Is this making you uncomfortable, Julian? <laughs> I feel like I'm hearing this in the next apartment over. That's what it, the sound sounds like. <laughs> sounds like they're singing like this. Yeah, I mean, this is a great demo. Aside from them singing with their mouth covered with their hands, like it sounds great. Really cool. Okay, so this is a, a song for Selena Gomez. This is Like a Champion. It's BB Rexa. I don't know the actual song, but I want to hear BB Rexa singing on a demo. So this is a song? That, that came out already? It's for Selena Gomez, yeah. So Selena released this? I guess so. I, I've never heard it. That's what I'm saying. I don't know this. I just want to hear BB Rexo singing on a demo. Interesting. It is interesting. I don't mind that. Oh, God. What? Tayo Cruz, <gasps> without you. Demo for David Guetta and Usher. Julian. My dude, Tayo, killing it. I saw him on a cruise one time. Hell, no, you didn't. I saw Tayo Cruz on, on a, a cruise. cruise. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was sick. You're his number one biggest fan. You always have been. This is Tyler Cruz. Damn, that's crazy. Hopefully he gets a piece of this podcast because that boy deserves it. Yeah, Tyo, claim this one first. Claim this one, Tyo. I'll hit you with a DM before it drops. <laughs> He doesn't follow me. <laughs> Dynamite! Right? Hey, this is a different song. <laughs> Show some respect. <laughs> Just shut your eyes. Imagine you're looking out over the railing on a cruise ship. Okay. And then in your ear, you hear him whispering this. And then everyone jumps at the same time and like <laughs> <laughs> starts <laughs> rocking. <laughs> Tight. Yeah, uh, my my two, actually my top three. <laughs> you want to hear my top three concerts that I've been to? Tyler Cruz on a cruise ship. Julian, I'm not done. <laughs> Ayaz at a beach house. Ayaz. Ayaz at a beach Whoa. house. And Green Day. Wow. Regular concert at a venue. I want to see if I can find a a Sia demo. Because I, I what do you? It. Why do you need to see a demo? You can just hear it. Julian. Sorry. Marble, marble. <laughs> 
Marble. Hi. Can I pet you? Can I pet you guys? Oh, this is just a, a, a video called Sia versus Famous Singers, Demos versus Original Songs. It's playing them at the Sia's same time. Song. I don't get it. I'm confused already. Drop a dislike real quick. All right. I'm kidding. <laughs> this is Cashmere Cat featuring Ariana Grande, Quit. This is their version. And then I'm assuming we'll hear Sia's version. Imagine, like, Ariana Grande, okay, I could understand. But imagine just being, like, a, a singer and you hear fucking Sia on a demo and you're just like, shit, man, we have, like, a, a less hard version? I can't do that. Sia's incredible. Yeah, there's no topping her demo. Sia is just an unbelievable vocalist. But I mean, Ariana Grande could be like, yeah, no problem, fam. Oh, same with Beyonce. Yeah, Beyonce fucking killed that. <laughs> Britney Spears passenger. Who's singing this? Britney Spears. Who's singing it? Britney Spears. Oh, so this is the real song. Now this is Sia's demo. I, I always will choose Sia. I would always choose Sia. Like Ariana Grande and... Ooh, here you go. I want to hear Sia's version so bad, Beach. Bunny's like all the way out of her bed right now. What's she doing? Bunny! Bunny. Oh my god, this is so beautiful. That's what I'm saying, like... This makes me want to cry. She makes me want to cry. Ow. But I love the Neo version. Me too. They're just totally different songs. Anyways. Amazing. Incredible. That was a really fun time and expanded my musical universe inside my brain. Yeah. Here's the whole, there's a whole version of the Let Me Love You. It's called See You, Let Me Love You demo for Neo. Oh, it's not like studio recorded. It's so good, though. See, you could just record it on like a fucking, I don't know. She, she could just be like, I recorded it, take my word for it. And I'd be like, I'm buying it. How much? Hello? <laughs> <laughs> Hello? It almost has a different meaning when it's coming from her mouth. Yeah, it's so special. This is cool. It really like 
it brings a new meaning to this song for me a little bit because you think of it. I don't know. It's hard to think of a song outside of how you heard it. Mm-hmm. So this is cool. It's cool. It'd be a fun prank to just like make a playlist of only demos and play them when your friend come over. Do you want to hear her very first recording of Diamonds? Wow. What was that what? quality? A potato. <laughs> really bad quality. <laughs> come on, that's funny. Why are you laughing? Because the quality is so bad. <laughs> Why is that so funny? Because it sounds like she's screaming into an AirPod. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, Julian. Oh, sorry, Marble. Sorry I'm about, really sorry. Marble, about I'm sorry about her. You know what? I'm sorry, but. Anyways, I thought it was a really fun hole to fall down and to appreciate songwriters because I, I think that it's Thank it's you for really leading cool. us down that hole. I like it. I had fun. Mm-hmm. Why are you holding Bob like that? Bob, did you have a good time? Did you have a good time? He what did. was your favorite song? He, he slept, slept through the, the whole thing. Time. Oh, Bobby. Uh, thank you guys for listening to us. L- listen to things. <laughs> And uh, fall down the music hall with us. Thank you, Jennifer, for taking us down this yeah. wondrous Whoever can, demo uh, music hall. Claim it first. I'm going to stop calling it a hole now. Wins <laughs> like 20 bucks. Go uh, for my it. Mo- my money is honestly on Tile. Yeah. I think he can do Come it. Come on, Tile. You can do Get it. Get that money. Claim Get the whole podcast. Money. Claim the whole podcast. We're not supposed to be saying that. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, we'll see you guys next week on another podcast. Have a great week. Love you. Bye. Bye.